Good morning, Thrive Church. How are we doing this morning? Well, welcome to our kickoff of a brand new series called The Dark Side. And don't forget, after service today, no one have like little snacks for you. They're individually packaged. They're Star Wars themed. But we have a photo booth over here with Darth Vader and Stormtroopers. Um, such an exciting day. I got my photo, photo with Vader already. He tried to get me to join the dark side, but I resisted. Awesome. Well, the next several weeks, we're going to be looking at the concept of our dark side as individuals and what we have. And so I'd like if you turn, if you can, in your copy of God's Word to Genesis chapter 3 this morning. Genesis chapter 3. Um, one of my best friends, Adam, uh, back when we first started our, our band together, uh, I'd go over to his house every day, and we would do, like, things for the band, book shows and make, you know, on back in the day, you know, make, make the graphics. It was dial-ups. It would go back early 2000s. And, and I spent you know, a lot of time at Adam's house hanging out with him. We even spray-painted a van one time, a whole van. Like, I was like, I'm not paying that much for a paint job. And we got out there with masks, and we literally with little cans of paint spray-painted a whole van uh, together. So I had a lot of fun, a lot of great memories with Adam. But one of the memories we laugh about a lot is this. One day his mom approaches me, and, and, and Wanda comes to me, and she says, Hey, I got a question for you. Do you happen to eat food while you're here at the house, like lunch meats, Dorita? I'm like, actually, no. Like, me and Adam will go out and get Taco Bell or something, but we're not, I'm not eating there. She says, oh, okay. I didn't think so. She says, well, she said, Garrett has been actually blaming you because I keep finding food stuffed under the, ca under the couch cushions, half-eaten sandwiches, Doritos, I mean, finished cans of soda, and he's just been eating all that food in the afternoons and then blaming it on me is what has been happening. And he kept stuffing so much under there, it was like falling out of the cushions onto the floor. And I was like, no, I've not been eating food and stuffing food in your cushions. Uh, sorry about that. And I know that seems like a funny story to open up with, but you know, that's kind of what we do sometimes in our life. We end up just stuffing all the stuff that is wrong with us, all the issues we have, all the things we deal with individually under the cushions until one day it's just too late. And what we're going to look at of the dark side is kind of this idea that we all have this dark side. We all have these things under the cushions of our life that we're stuffing and hiding and blaming. And the whole idea of the dark side not only comes from Scripture, but you know the world-famous Darth Vader. And we all know Darth Vader is the, the Sith Lord, the Sith villain, and how powerful and dangerous he was. But we all forget that at one point in time, he was the hope of their galaxy named Anakin Skywalker. But because he refused to deal with his anger and his bitterness and his refusal to follow directions and listen, because of that, he cost a lot of people their lives in that story of the Star Wars story. And I want to tell you, too, in our lives, we have a lot in common with Darth Vader. We also, as Anakin Skywalker, have some things in our life we need to deal with. We all have a dark side. But you have to understand this. It didn't start with me and you. This whole idea of like our personal dark side and what we struggle with, it doesn't start with me and you. It goes way, 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 way back in a galaxy far, far, far away. It starts in the book of Genesis with two people named Adam and Eve. And this whole idea of Sin and the dark side, and those things starts with them. As you know, Eve is in the Garden of Eden. It was perfect there. Wonderful. God had provided everything for him and given him two trees, the tree of life or the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And, and Satan comes to her in the form of a serpent, and he says to her, hey, God's holding out on you. Like if you eat this tree, if you eat this tree here, you're going to be like God. You have wisdom and knowledge. You'll be so smart. There's so much you're missing out on. And Eve suffered from the first case of FOMO ever, the fear of missing out. And so what does Eve do? 
she goes and she tries the fruit. And I want you to look at what happens and what ensues after that in Genesis chapter 3, uh, verse 6. It says, The woman was convinced, it was a Satan got her, she saw that the tree was beautiful and the fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom that it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Not an apple, just fruit. So I know you've been, you've been told at some point in time that it was an apple. Don't give apples a bad rap. It could have been a peach. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it too. And at that moment, their eyes were open, and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. If you live in the South, that's called nakedness. That's not nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. And when the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. And the Lord called to the man, where are you? And God replied, I heard you. I mean, he replied, Adam replied, I heard you walk in the garden, so I hid. And I was afraid because I was naked. Who told you that you were naked? The Lord God asked. Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? And the man replied, it was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit, and I ate it. You have this scenario here where they're told not to do something. The easiest way to get a kid to not do something is just tell them not to do something, tell them not to do it, right? Tell your child to not, just don't you eat those apples and those bananas and all that good healthy stuff. You better not do it, and they'll go do it. Well, they had that one tree, and they went and they ate it. But what happened next was so interesting. Their eyes were opened. They realized some things. And what did they do? They sewed up fig leaves to cover and hide themselves. Now, I don't know about y'all. I don't know much about, about fig leaves. Is anybody a fig leaf expert in here? I don't think fig leaves is covering up much. <laughs> that would not be your designer brand of choice if you want to cover up, you know, parts not being seen by other people. That's what they did. And it seems funny, but what they tried to do was hide those things. They even tried to hide from God. I'm going to give you a little tip here today. You're never going to win in hide-and-go-seek with God. He's always going to win every time. But what they did is what we do as well when it comes to our dark side. That was their issue. And I want you to write this down if you have your notes handy today. Here's what they found out, and hopefully you will too, is that you can't hide your dark side. You can't hide your dark side. It's going to come out. In the times you would not like for it to come out. Matter of fact, if you never deal with it, eventually, as we're going to talk about, it's going to hurt you and hurt those around you. Just like that food that was stuffed in the cushions of the couch and no longer could be hidden anymore and it started coming out and all that, that's what happened to our lives as well. But we do the same thing Adam and Eve did. We try to hide from God and hide from people and we try to, you know, uh, cover things up with knowing it's not going to be covered up. And we end up doing the same thing that they did as well, trying to hide our dark side in life. And friends, I'm going to tell you, you can't. Bad habits that are ingrained in you are just going to come out, aren't they? Like your life's made of habits. So, so I'm going to be very honest with you for those watching online, those in here today. Um, so I had this bad habit of chewing with my mouth open. Everybody say, ugh. Some of you are like, yeah, what's the big deal anyway? And so, uh, and it would always come out when, like, we'd at a, we're at a restaurant, and I'd be doing it. Didn't, didn't even know I was doing it. That's like one of my little dark sides, right? And my wife would have a code word to help me, because I didn't even know my dark side was coming out. The dark side of children, you know, like, like a horse. And she would tell me, sea bass. 
It means, hey, your dark side is showing, deal with it. <laughs> that sounds funny, but that's what happens to us as well. We have those dark side issues in our life that just show up in the most unopportune times, and they end up hurting us. Now, over the years in my own life and in your life, here's what I've seen in pastoral ministry, and I've seen from experience from what people make excuses about their dark side and ways they try to hide it or, or whatever. Uh, but the first one is this. They, they say this. Oh, I don't have a dark side. I dealt with that many years ago. <laughs> Pastor Kevin, great message. That was so fitting for everybody in here. But oh, I've dealt with that a long time ago. Uh, with your dark side, we all have one. And can I tell you, it's not something you fix. It's a tension you manage in life. You'll always be having to deal with it in some way, shape, or form. I know in my life, that's my story. But the worst thing you can do is deny it and try to hide it like Adam and Eve did and say, I don't have a dark side. That's good for everybody else. I hope they really got it. But I think I'm good. And the funny thing about emotional health, I've told you this before, it's like you know, onion layers. The more you uncover, the more it stinks, right? And the more you realize you have to deal with. You're like, man, I didn't know I was that messed up. If I didn't go to counseling, I never would have known that. The second lie that we tell ourselves when it comes to trying to hide our dark side is this. It, as I get older, it's going to get better. Well, you know, in five, ten years, I, I, I don't need to deal with this thing. It'll get better as I get older. I must be very honest with you. Now, number one, uh, Thrive Church is amazing, but I had some really bad church experiences in my life. My wife and I have stories that would, like, again, you would be like, is that, that really happened? Are you telling me the truth? Yes, that happened. The people that I had the most problems with and were cursed out by and the people that, you know, were angry at me and treated me the worst weren't people who were newly saved. It wasn't people who, you know, who were young. It was older people. And especially, to be honest with you, because I'm, you know, I'm kind of getting there, it was older men. I had guys on deacon boards cuss me out. You would think that they would, that that anger would have been handled, right, by the time they got there. Uh-uh. And I could go on and on and on, but what I realized about emotional health and mental health is you don't get better just because you get older. Matter of fact, it gets worse. It's like an infection. Uh, with infections, you just don't sleep it off. You don't drink a lot of fluids. With infections, you need something called an antibiotic, right? Because that's what helps fix the infection. The same thing with the dark side is if you don't get the antibiotics that God offers with the gospel and with help and things like that, it only gets worse as you get older. I want to encourage you, if you're a young person in here today, and you struggle with depression or anxiety, or you, you struggle with, with any issue, addiction, or whatever it is, resentment, anger, jealousy, um, porn, I mean, drugs, alcohol, whatever it is. If you're young in here, let me say this, number one, it's okay to, to not be okay. It's okay to get help. And I don't care what your parents say to you. I don't care what, what, you know, what your friends say to you. It's okay to go see a counselor. And not only is it okay if you're young, can I tell you this? Get help now so when you're 30, it hadn't sabotaged your first three relationships and jobs. It hasn't paralyzed you. And what I see so many times is, let me talk to the parents in the room for a second. The parents actually want to deny that even their kids have a dark side. Oh, no, they're just going through a phase. No, they may be struggling with anxiety and depression. And they may really be struggling with suicidal thoughts. They, 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 they may really need help. Best thing you can do as a parent is help them by getting them help early on. Don't lie to them and say they don't have a dark side. And then don't think as they get older, it's just going to work itself out. It only gets worse and worse and worse. Just like the cushions, right? The food on the cushions. And it's going to come out. 
in the most unopportune times. So make sure you deal with that. Um, I talked to a parent recently who has gotten their child help. It's the best thing ever. Man, it's awesome. And now when they get to 30, 40, 50, they won't get worse. They'll get better. But one of the lies is they'll get better as they get older. Let's don't deal with it. And then probably the, the man excuse is this. I can figure it out on my own. I'm a man. Don't give me them, them instructions to put that thing together. I know how to do this. Keep, I don't need to read the details. And I say that because that's what I do. <laughs> the other day I came in with a rash on my skin. And it was burning because I was spraying treatment stuff, and I didn't read the warning label first. <laughs> and I come in like, oh, it's burning. Well, I didn't read it. I don't need it. I'm just treating trees. Who cares? But that's what men do. I can just figure out, you know, that's what Adam and Eve did. I'm going to go hide in the garden and we'll get this thing figured out. We don't need anybody knowing about this. I don't need help from anybody. And the worst thing you can do is isolate yourself. I see this over and over again. I'm going to get alone and try to fix it myself. And then I'll reintroduce myself to church and society and everything. No, no, no. You go get help. And make sure that you don't lie about your dark side thinking, you know what, number one, I don't have one. As I get older, I'll get better. And I, I can just do this on my own because you need other people to help you. Now, here's why this matters today, church. We didn't do all this Star Wars stuff and do all this just to have a good time and just to have fun. We wanted to impact you. If this is the only message you ever hear me preach or the last one you ever hear me preach, I want this to be like, embedded in your soul because this is why it's so important. I want you to write this down. If we don't get this, here's what happens. If you don't deal with your dark side, your dark side will deal with you. If you don't deal with that dark side, eventually that dark side's going to deal with you. You know, John Bunyan said this. He said, you either kill your sin or it's going to kill you. And James, the half-brother of Jesus, who wrote a letter in the first century to other believers, he said about, about sin, and that's what sin does. It just corrodes our life and erodes us, and it's terrible. He said, sin starts in a conception. In James 1.15, it starts as a small little seed. It's a little anger issue, little porn issue, little this issue. He says, and when it grows and it grows and it grows and you don't deal with it, he says, it brings forth death. I'm not talking about physical death, but it kills your relationships. It kills your joy. It kills your purpose in life. It just destroys everything, and it has to be dealt with. There's this thing right now, if you guys have heard of it, called army worms. You guys heard of that? Like this year, it's just been eating up yards in Virginia. And I literally have watched it decimate a, a friend's yard, and they just thought it was something different. They downplayed it, and it has just eaten their yard alive. They got to go in and get all this treatment done to it. And if they don't deal with it, it's going to it's, destroy every bit of grass they have in their yard front and back. And that's what happens to us as well. And the reason we do series like this, and I do this, um, I read a book called Over, Overcoming, Overcoming, excuse me, The Dark Side of Leadership, and it really spoke to my heart. And that's what we'll be looking at in the next several weeks because I have dark side issues. And there was a point in time in my life where either I was going to deal with my dark side or it was going to destroy my marriage, it was going to destroy this church, and it would destroy everything if I didn't deal with that. And what I realized was, just like Adam and Eve, the whole humanity, our dark side started in the garden, we all have a garden too. We all have a garden moment where our dark side started in. And mine was, was this, as I kept uncovering, I didn't deal well with rejection. I don't know many people that do, but I didn't. Because when I grew up, my dad was super duper like hard on me about grades. 
I want to take more art classes like my friends. No, you're doing advanced trigonometry. You're doing advanced this. And advanced, you know, it was math upon math upon math because you've got, you got to be successful. And son, artists can't feed themselves. That's what he, I remember dad telling me that. And no matter what grade I brought home, it was always what I didn't do right. Four A's and one B. Let's talk about the B. And why you didn't do it. You've been playing too many video games, I'm outside shooting hoops too much. And my dad always had this where I just couldn't measure up. And if I did, I thought I would, then he'd move the target higher. And so I always felt not good enough. And then compound that upon, and just to be honest with you, I was a very obese child. And my friends were all like, you know, these again, like little models. Like they were just like the, the, the perfect kids. And I'll never forget, maybe you did this in school, but we had these little, little notes you fold up to girls to ask them, would, would, you, would they go with you? Did anybody ever do that? I don't know what generation that stopped with, but we did it. You passed it to your buddy in class, and your buddy got it to her friend, and her friend got it to her. And it wasn't like Snapchat. Y'all just Snapchat, Snapchat and chat it now or Instagram it, whatever you do. But like, like we had to wait, and we're waiting. We're watching her fill in which box. It was yes, no, or will you go with me? <laughs> yes, no, or maybe. <laughs> like maybe's like, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> and every time I got no. No, yes, oh, you know, no, no, no. And over time, though, that just built this idea that I wasn't good enough. Now, fast forward into I give my life to Christ and, and you know, life's going well. And then I enter ministry. And I tell everybody who enters ministry this, any weakness you have will be exploited by the enemy. You will be exposed by the enemy. And friends, can I tell you that not feeling good enough, every time someone would, you know, choose another church or somebody would criticize me, I would get so angry, and I would get so depressed, and I would get so discouraged. And I wouldn't tell people that, but I was just angry. Because you know why? I felt like they were checking that little box saying no. I felt like I wasn't good. I felt my dad, my dad was all over again telling me, yeah, man, that that B needs to be fixed. And over and over, the anger built and the dark side of me built, and it built and it built till one day when our son was, was born, he's about six months old. Um, I remember one night my wife saying, either you're going to deal with this or we're not going to be together. But we're not living like this with your anger. Because every time she would tell me, hey, the dishes aren't clean enough, that little box was checked, and then I would just fly into a rage. Now, she's Colombian and Italian, so I, I never touched her or she would kill me. <laughs> Right? Homicide in the name of Jesus. <laughs> but I got to a point in my life that I had to deal with my dark side. And what I can tell you is this. You just don't fix it and go to counseling and you're done and everything's great. Over the years, I've learned more and more about myself. And here's what I've come to find out. I can recover quicker now when that happens. When I'm rejected, when criticism hits me, when, you know, little boxes check no with me, I can now recover quicker within a day or within hours rather than weeks and months. And stuff, the stuff's not stuffed under the couch. It's thrown in the garbage can, and it's dealt with. But one of the things I dealt with, too, I, on, on, on to make this spiritual for you is this. Not only did it deal with my emotional health, but my spiritual health. I felt like my relationship with God was if I made a B, God was upset with me. Or if I did something wrong that week, let's say, like, you know, because, like, like, for me— Anger while driving, can I just be honest with you? That ain't easy. I just uncovered all of y'all's dark side. And I felt like, I'm going to be honest with you, if I flick somebody off while I was driving, they cut me off. And I used to do that. 
My son rides in the car with my mouse. I can't do it. <laughs> That's a joke. I, I don't do it because I'm nice to people. But I felt like then God would be like, okay, hold on, no, no. You've messed up this week. You had D-plus Christianity. You go to timeout, Kevin, and when you get out of timeout, maybe I'll bless you. And I always felt like I wasn't good enough for God, like I couldn't measure up to God until I realized something I want to share with you today. If you have your notes handy, write this, this down, and it's this. Allow God to provide for your dark side. Let God provide for your dark side. Now, I'm going to explain to you what I mean by that and how it impacted me, but you got to look back at Genesis at what happened next, and it's this. In Genesis uh, 3, 21, it says, And the Lord God made clothing, watch this, from animal skins for Adam and his wife. This is what scholars call the first gospel ever, the proto-evangelion, and the, you know, that's what it's called, meaning that the blood was shed and covering was made. They couldn't do it. God did it for them and God provided covering for them. That's what the gospel is. You cannot be good enough to be accepted by God. You will never be good enough for God, ever, never. But through Jesus Christ, through his death, burial, and resurrection, listen to me, he has made us completely right with God. Every other religion teaches you, pray three times a day, make sure you do all the rituals, go through your classes, do that stuff, and then you're accepted. God says, none of that can, can, get, can, can, can help you. None of that can. Only the cross and the empty to the Christ can help you. Only that alone can help you. And you've got, amen, and you've got to let God provide for your dark side. You've got to let the gospel do that. It is only until I understood the gospel fully that I understood no matter what my week was like, no matter my ups and downs of, of my responses to people, my standing with God never changed. He was never putting me in time out and saying, get your attitude right, then come. He was never you know, dictating his blessings based on, how, based on how good I could be. And that changed my life. That began to it, it permeate my soul and help me understand how God loves me so much unconditionally. And I want you to let God provide for your dark side, guys. Let him do that. It's got to start with the gospel. And as it does that, it permeates your life. So how do you do it? Number one is this. If you're taking notes, write this down. Just stop covering it up. If you're going to let God provide for your dark side, stop sticking it under the cushions of the couch. Do you know, like, we're going to do this. Uh, there's a message coming up in the next several months that I've been working on. And I was talking about the thing this little day. I was like, what's the greatest, greatest lie that Christians tell each other? You know the greatest lie Christians tell each other? It's two words. I'm fine. No, you're not. I'm good. No, you're not. How's everything? I'm good. I'm fine. No, and you're just lying to everybody. If you really want to use more than two words and get really spiritual, you're blessed and highly favored. When people say that, it means they're really going through it. <laughs> like, you know, it's like a, a scale here they go on with that. But number one, stop covering up your dark side. Your anger, the bitterness, the jealousy, the unforgiveness, even the resentment maybe toward God of missed opportunities in life. Some of you need to forgive yourself. And you've never opened up to anyone, not even God, about this. You keep stuffing the sandwiches under the cushions. And at the wrong time, it's going to come up in life. Stop covering it up. Stop making fig leaves for your problems. Let God provide. Here's the second thing you have to do. 
Trust God with your dark side. Now, here's what that means. Trust God with your dark side. I told you to let him provide for it, but maybe you don't trust God with your dark side. Like, like, you, like you think if, if you really tell God how you feel, if you really open up to God, he's not going to accept you. He's going to be angry with you. Here's what I love about the Bible that separates it from every other religious book. The Psalms. You need to read the Psalms. It's written mostly by David, and here's what it's like. David one day says, I'm going to sing praises to you, glory to God. Let's sing with cymbals and harps and tambourines. Let's just worship God. Then the next day he's like, God, break their teeth in their mouth. Pierce them with arrows until they bleed out. And you're like, whoa, that, that went south quick. Then the next one he's like, oh, God, I'm going to die, and you're not for me. And it's just like he's, like, David, David's probably bipolar. I mean, just read Psalms. Like, he's just like, what, low, low, and I want to, he's really super high. And what I love is the honesty that David comes to God with. There is no filter with him. He trusts God with his dark side. God is a big boy. He can handle how you feel about him, how you feel about the world right now, how you feel about your marriage, how you feel about your addiction. He can handle it. But you got to trust him with it. Open up to him and say, God, he already knows it. Like we, he asked Adam, where are you? Do you think he knew where Adam was at? <laughs> Do you think he really didn't know? He knew where Adam was at. He wasn't asking. Listen, in the same way, trust God with your dark side. And then finally, you got to realize this, that God, that through the gospel, can turn our darkness into light. That through the gospel... He turns our darkness into light. If you'll actually open up about your dark side and your hurts, your feelings even from childhood, the things you went through, if you get honest, not on social media, please don't do that, but with trusted friends, spend time with God and do it, even a counselor, and you open up and you let Jesus fill that void in your heart, he's going to take that darkness and turn it to light. Like, like, like for me, I help pastors right now with emotional health. I sit with pastors. I don't know what it is. I just share my story, and they just talk about how depressed, full of anxiety, how discouraged they are. How some of them hate pastoring and want, want, want to get out of it, but they can't. I talk to them about this. And the Lord used me and helped help me with other pastors to help them get emotional help, emotional healing. Well, Why? Not because I'm a guru with it, it's because I'm just messed up, <laughs> right? I, like I went through some really tough, I went through anger, I went through all that stuff, and God has used that to shape me. I've, I've, I've dealt with anxiety and I still deal with anxiety. I'm just much better with it. And God has used that darkness in my, that dark side of my life, and now he's turned it to light to actually help others. That people can find help with that. See, God will do the same thing with you. Your, you think your dark side and all those things about you that you don't like, that's the reason, you think that's the reason God can never use you. That will be the very reason that God will use you as you let him transform your life. And you will see God turn that dark side into light. But you've got to open up to him. You've got to open the cushions up. You've got to get the junk out. My prayer for you is this week, you would have some honest, honest conversations with God and you would trace back and think about where is it that my worst comes out. The thing that you don't like about your life, the thing that you don't like even about yourself, that you've not told anybody, God knows. 
He wants, he wants to help you. He loves you. And friends, he wants you to flourish in your life. If you will open up about that dark side. Let's pray this morning. Father, thank you for the gospel. Thank you for sending Jesus, your son. Thank you, Lord, for giving us your Holy Spirit. God, we just call out to you this morning for help, all of us in here. God, I remember those times in my life, I just prayed that really spiritual prayer to you. I can remember the times I prayed it, and it was help. I was too tired to even pray a prayer. I was too hurt to pray a prayer. And I just said help, and God, every time you have come to my rescue, Lord, and you've spoken to my heart, and thank you, Lord. Now, God, we ask today, all of us in here, Lord, have, have a dark side that we're dealing with, some things that we struggle with. Father, I pray that you would give us the courage to open up to you and to others about that so you would turn our darkness into light through the gospel. Give us the courage to do that. And I pray, God, out of this worship experience today, there will be stories to be told. There will be freedom stories, testimonies of those getting help, getting healing, Lord, and seeing your gospel work in action, Lord. I pray that right now over every person that's watching online, over every person that's listening, over every person that is in this place today. And as we're in this mode of prayer, church, maybe your next step is actually give your life to Jesus for you, maybe you walked away from a bad version of Christianity. Maybe you walked away from being hurt by church, and you've come back. Or maybe your story is you've never surrendered to Jesus. You've always done it on your own. You believe you've never given your life to him. No matter where you're at today, today is your day to give your life to Christ. And I want you to pray this prayer. Make this confession of faith after me, and it's this. You say, God... I admit that I need Jesus. I need the Savior. I believe that Jesus died on the cross. I believe he rose again on the third day. And I believe he is Lord. Today I make Jesus my Lord. I turn from my old life. I repent. And I receive new life. I receive full forgiveness of sins. God, help me with my dark side as I grow in you. And it's in Jesus' good name we pray.